Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Flashback Cafe currently uh, on podcasting services. What used to be on 107.1 WPGU. I'm Austin Spaulding. And I'm Barrett Wynn. And uh, today we're talking about... And I'm... Oh. So, oh. you might and... notice uh, throughout this that Barrett might not always come through. Um, there's just some technical problems with my Wi-Fi and his Wi-Fi are both very unreliable right now. So we're doing the best we can. Um, but... Wait, yeah, well, I'm... D- I'll Go try ahead. and speak in full sentences as be- Oh, I was just saying, I'll try and speak in full sentences as best I can, but uh, I'm not sure how well it's going to work out. <laughs> it's all right. I mean, that's it, it's flashback, right? If, if something's not going wrong, we're doing something wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, but today we're going to be talking about a band that I kind of, I found and kind of fell in love with all around the same time around, uh, I want to say around Thanksgiving. Um that is a band called The Spanish Love Songs. Not The Spanish, just Spanish Love Songs. Um, they're a punk rock band from L.A. Um, they, they're they one of the more, like, deep-cutting punk bands that I've listened to lately. Um, I think that they, they remind me a lot of uh, bands like Chowsend and Hot Mulligan, um, which are more just kind of heavy-cut punk bands. So if... <laughs> If those didn't make sense to you, I, I suggest looking them up. They're all a, a very, like, strong... They're like Fall Out Boy without all the pop, like, um, like without that pop uh, covering. Um, I'd say it's like a Blink-182, but more aggressive um, kind of sound. Um, they're, they're a relatively recent band. They've had, I think, three albums, basically. Um, there's There's been... Little Giants and Giant Sing or Giant Sings the Blues in twenty fifteen, Little Giants in twenty sixteen, um, and Schmaltz tw- in twenty eighteen, and then in twenty twenty they released their full album Brave Faces Everyone, which is the album I know the best. Um, has my favorite song of theirs called Self Destruction as a sensible career choice. Um, and my other <laughs> favorite song Kick, um, both of them. Great songs. I think Kick was one of the singles from the album, but I don't remember exactly. Um, but yeah, that's the, it's made up of five people. It's Trevor Dietrich on the bass, Ruben Duarte on the drums, Kyle McAuley on guitar, Dylan Slocum on the lead vocals and a guitar, and Meredith Van Wart on the keys. Um, they used to have Gabe Meshiro on bass, but it doesn't look like he's in the band anymore. Um, but that is, you know, that's how it goes sometimes. I will admit, I did not know anything about this band. Mm-hmm. We planned this episode out a few weeks ago. But I've been doing a little uh, quick Googling as this episode has started. And we were talking a little bit. We were doing a little bit of research for the episode earlier. But mm-hmm. apparently Dylan Slocum serves as the band's vocalist, sort of like a team captain, and their accountant all rolled huh. into one. Very. So it's 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 obviously a very homegrown very punk garage situation yeah. yeah you can tell they're still in their like their infancy um yeah if, they, if, have, if you they haven't sold bit. out yet yeah if, if you look into what they've been doing and they opened for i want to say the wonder years they were just opening for another band um but i don't remember exactly who they were opening for and it's it's one of my roommates favorite band it's why i assumed that it was the wonder years <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but that is, they were opening for someone um, not too long ago, like another similarly up and coming punk band. Um, but yeah, okay. it's their their album Brave Faces, everyone. Um, and if <laughs> if the if the name of the album doesn't give it away, it's about tackling a bunch of the hardships of the world, um, kind of moving forward. Um, it's like their song Kick is about, I think, uh, drug abuse. Um, oh. And not like personally, like I, it's about like witnessing other people and how drug abuse has affected their lives. Um, self-destruction okay. as a sensible career choice is about not knowing what to do with life and like growing up and stuff and how, Great, yeah. how that's like a, such a weird, um, painful thing to try to figure out. Um, so it's just like a lot of just brutal, um, very personal sort of, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, they have, they have losers and losers too on their, um, <laughs> On like as different songs, and if self-destruction as a sensible career choice wasn't enough, they also have optimism as a radical life choice. Um, and I think that just the the titles explain exactly what you're getting with Spanish love songs. Um, but they have one song, or uh, one line from the song, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure I have it exactly right. But it's um, as you guys know, WPGU is a uh, a radio station run with a um, the University of Illinois, and that means we are forced to go to school in the Midwest. Uh, <laughs> and there is, um, there's kind of this this genre, right, called Midwest emo. Um, that's like American baseball uh, or American football. Is it modern baseball? American football? Yeah. Um, I will always get them confused, even though I like I I know where the American football house yeah. is. It's in Urbana. Urbana, yeah. Um, I live not too far from it this year, um, which is really cool. Oh, nice. Um, getting to live by a, a little piece of his like punk history, the, the um, music history, yeah. And I think that uh, in their song "Self Destruction" is a sensible career choice. There's a lyric where he says, "I'm stuck here pulling out threads, but this won't move in reverse." And I'll die here in the Midwest. Why can't I live with that? It won't be this bleak forever. Yeah, right. Um, which, that's the chorus, is like, it won't be this bleak forever. Um, which is such a depressingly, um, um, like, thing, uh, such a depressively, depressingly strong set of lyrics, I think. Yeah. It's it's a very forceful, it's, it's a very vibrant but bleak image of one's future. Yeah, right? And it's, um, being from personally being from the Midwest uh, and and never really leaving as of right now, um, which I'm happy to say is changing. I I'm still have my internship in Arizona that starts in a week, which yeah. is super congratulations exciting. by thank the you. way. Thank you. Um, yeah. It's it's mostly virtual, but I'm still moving to Arizona for the summer just in case. um but yeah to get to get into the really the meat and uh the meat and potatoes of what we're going to be talking about um today that line and i'll die here in the midwest why can't i live with that really struck a chord with me being from the midwest going to school in the midwest and which is why i posed the question to you barrett um what are some of your least favorite things about going to school in the midwest what 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 is it that really (laughs) just makes you wish you were anywhere else I, this is um I wish I could be more creative and more original but honestly yeah it's the wind the wind I I understand there's nothing yeah. to stop the wind 
there's nothing. It's so being a migrant to the Midwest. Um, prepared for what winter was going to look like. I did some research before, you know, I actually committed and came out here, and mm-hmm. the weather in the Midwest, just on the surface, looks very similar to the weather we have yeah. over here on the East Coast. I thought, like, okay, like, temperatures are about the same. It looks like we get about the same amount of average precipitation each year. Didn't seem that bad. Yeah. Then I get out here, and... I was very quickly informed by a classmate of mine that there's something called prairie wind, uh-huh. which I was not aware of, <laughs> um, and that made my life so much harder than I was expecting. Yeah. As a native of the Midwest, the phrase, oh, it wouldn't be that bad a day without the wind, uh, is one that is just, it's a part of my everyday vocabulary. Like, I, I think I say that sentence at least once a week at this point. Um and it's something that I feel bad for people who come in uh, yeah. to Illinois and are like, oh, this is miserable. Because it is. This is yeah, yeah. I was – what really got me is I can handle snow. Mm-hmm. I can handle rain. Mm-hmm. I can't handle those things going sideways directly into my <laughs> eyes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like that was – it there's adds that, a whole other dimension to the weather that I was not prepared for. There's that Family Guy meme with the weatherman saying it's raining sideways, uh, and I regularly see sideways rain, and I'm like, ah, this wasn't just some yeah. dumb joke. This is this, this is this is real life. Yeah, this is just a sad reality that we have to exist yeah. in. One um, thing I was not prepared for. Mm-hmm. Um. Your region's brand of pizza is not actually pizza. Okay. <laughs> I will admit I'm a New York style loyalist, but there's no reason to eat your pizza with a knife and fork. That's just my dude hot take. Barrett, Barrett, how can you not like deep dish? It doesn't. That just doesn't make sense to me. It just, I don't, I can't wrap my head around it. It ta- it's, it's like a bread bowl with cheese. It just. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard uh, like, it described I, like we, that before. It's, you have to cut into it yourself. It's awkward and it's, I don't know. Maybe it was just where I went, but it was also sort of like horribly greasy and it just. It's so, so I, <laughs> good deep maybe dish. Maybe this was my. F- There's okay. a difference between deep dish and good deep dish. Deep dish okay. is usually like way overdone, and it's 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 too much grease, it's too much cheese. A good deep dish is gonna have a lot of sauce. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be something you can actually hold in your hand. You shouldn't, but okay. you can. Um, from my experience, and I'm not from Chicago, so I had 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 either of our our suburbs uh, residents been on today, we would have probably been getting yelled at even more. Um, but from, from the deep dish that I've gotten, um, around the, the less, uh, Chicago-y areas of Illinois, I think that there's a, there's a lot of places that make deep dish, but there's not a lot of places that make great deep dish. Great Um, so it's, it's a matter of finding the right place. I was going to say the only, I've had exactly two experiences with deep dish and they were both at very touristy places that were like right next to my hotel. Yeah. So now, do you I remember can't... the names of those places? I do not, unfortunately. Okay. I'd have to. I'd have to go back and check. But 
I will, yeah, I was going to say, I admit that I don't think I've had enough hands-on experience with Deep Dish to honestly form an opinion just yet. Yeah. I just do not look back on those first two positively. And it's a hard thing to come back from, right? Like, you have, you make a, yeah, it's, you have a negative experience with something, it, and you're like, maybe I'm not going to give it another go. Yeah, it was a rough first impression. Yeah. I think my least favorite part yeah. about the Midwest is just how long it takes to get somewhere like the important really you know what i mean like it, it huh. if like chicago has like like bands like concerts i have to drive like three hours to get to any like big fun concerts big. that i'm really huh. looking forward to because i have to i have to go to like st louis or chicago um or like indianapolis if i'm really feeling yeah. crazy uh <laughs> <That's inter> <laughs> i was gonna say Get it taking the bus from Chicago or from the airport back to campus and vice versa for like mm -hmm. breaks and stuff. I remember being miserable, yeah. Uh, but driving like in a car, I never thought was that bad because if you're driving from like Indian, Indian campus, you can make that in a car in about two hours, yeah. But there's something about taking I don't want to shout out any specific companies and yeah. then get you know blacklisted from further travel, but. <laughs> Those buses take much longer than I think they have to to get yeah. to the airport. Granted, I was not able to watch all of the Irishmen on the way back from the airport, which I think is a good sign. Yeah, that, that, that's promising. There should never be somewhere it was, that you're waiting to do something that you're able to watch the entirety of the Irishmen unless entire, it's a really long yeah. flight. But, uh, yeah, no, it was um, – it, it's, it's a very – not dense state. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't really know what it's sparse. I guess is a better yeah, word. It's, it's, but... The big cities are far and in, like far and few between. Like it's yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's it, the. I think one of the biggest uh, criticisms people give the Midwest is like too much corn. Um, and I understand yeah. that, but I think that that's, that's like one of the least of our problems. Like I think that yeah. the corn is actually it gives us something to have. <laughs> to have yeah it's like that's our the fact thing that we have an entire corn f yeah the fact that we have an entire corn festival on campus is kind of just like yeah quirky and fun um one thing that consistently surprised me was how many soybeans there are out here oh yeah no we people yeah people focus on the corn our soy is really where we're at like i think that yeah that we have an insane soy production in illinois specifically um, yeah. Which is really cool because people only want to focus on the corn part of the Midwest, and we are more than that. More than we that. are, yeah. Multiple uh, fields worth of things, <laughs> things, grains of various assortments. Yeah. Um. I guess we should try and pivot this to a little bit more, more, more of a positive slant, so as not to. Completely oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, your, yeah there's there's definitely good things about your... the Midwest. Yeah, what are what are your some what are some of your favorite things about the Midwest? Yards. Um I grew up Okay. <laughs> uh so I grew up uh in in like the middle of the mid, like the dead center of Illinois, right? Um mm. and there's never like a lack of space in the Midwest is what I have found. It's like even in like in town everyone has a big enough yard. Like, there's not going to be a lot of places where you... Unless you choose an apartment building in the middle of the city, you're so going to have, like... You're going to have enough living space. And I love yeah, that. Yeah, you're, you're, never, you're never cramped. Yeah, exactly. It, it's not like a lot of... Like, New York, where there's going to be, like, 
no, like the the cost no, per yeah. living per foot is like insanely high. You're like you're literally like living in a closet after a certain point. Yeah, exactly. It's it, at least we have enough room for people um, to like have like living comfortably. Uh, and uh, there's like exceptions, obviously, with like Chicago and um, other big cities right, in the area. Right. But it's it's still St. Louis and yeah, more or less whatnot. But yeah, as long as you're avoiding like Cincinnati, yeah. Indianapolis, St. Louis. You're gonna have somewhere, um, with enough space for you, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah. I will say one thing that I have been pleasantly surprised by in the Midwest is people are just nice out here. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever, I don't know if you've ever like spent a lot of time on the East Coast, but people are just a lot colder out there or out here. I They're should say. Jaded. Yeah, yeah. It's just everything. Everything on the East Coast, people are just trying to get things done quickly. Yeah. And they they don't like having to spend a lot of time around people they don't know. Yeah, fair. You could you um you could go up like at a fast food restaurant order or something. Yeah. And the cashier would never say a word to you. That's crazy. Like to me. you would do all of the talking in that interaction. Yeah. Um like they will be you you can more often than not you will get a cashier that is actively combative with you <laughs> um but like here that just doesn't happen like i feel like an um i feel a bit guilty sometimes because like i'll come back after a break and i'll still be in like east coast mode yeah. and like a cashier will make small talk with me and i'll start getting annoyed yeah it's like and what then, do like, you I want have from to... me exactly yeah like i always think like whenever somebody comes up to me on the street in the east coast i think that they're trying to like get something from me or they're trying to like play me in some way but like yeah, in the midwest people... exactly but then in the midwest people will just come up just to talk to you and just to like have a conversation and yep. that's bizarre to me yeah, but we, I, I really do enjoy it. Once again, if you're not in the big cities, right, the Midwest is a pretty friendly place. True. Pretty, pretty welcoming yeah. of um, people just being, like, good old friend, like, friendly, um, like, hospitable. And I think that, and I don't want to, like, be rude here, but from what I've heard, actual England, like, the UK, is a very similar thing to that where they're, like, they're not, they don't really like uh, small talk or, like, anything like that. Um, it's like get out, do your business, and then get out of your way. And I think that that that's like get it. that still has such a strong influence on New England that I think that uh, um, yeah, it's like a weird thing that it's we haven't been connected to Britain in what like four hundred so. years almost, <laughs> um, or yeah. three hundred years, and uh, yeah, that that influence is still so still so yeah. strong. I think New England is definitely a weird case though because I feel like they've almost gone to the extreme other end of the pendulum. Like, they're very aggressive people, but that's how they interact. Like, that's how they connect. That's how they show love. That's what... That's Yeah, I was going to say, like, that's what... It, it's a very friendly sort of aggression. Okay. So it, it's more um, tough love than, like, a, a, a southern hospitality kind of thing. Y- yeah, exactly. Okay. I like that. That's I mean, yeah. that's kind of fun. Like, it, it really... That explains why people from the Northeast seem to be a little more hardened, I think. Hardened, um, yeah. I was going to say it's like – I remember like uh, a, a memory that sticks out very vividly in my mind is uh, I went to a uh, Eagles tailgate in Philadelphia one time. Okay. Um, and it was just very – it was very loud um, and people are just like 
you know, just busting each other's balls and yelling at yep. one another. But, like, everybody was having a good time doing it. Like a nice, fun, um, like, friendly belligerent. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we have it where, like, we're going to be mean behind your back. Uh, and we're gonna mean it. Uh, like it's not gonna. Okay. It's not like a friendly, rude to your face. It's you're gonna get treated yeah. like people are gonna be mean to you behind your back, and they're gonna. They're not gonna be f- nice, mean. They're gonna be mean, mean. It's, yeah, they're not here to play. Yeah, it's, it's when there's actual problems. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a weird coldness, um, only matched by the winter winds <laughs> that we get. <laughs> yeah, I will say. I can't genuinely hold this against you guys, but the seafood, at least the seafood that was served in the dining hall, which is already, like, a yeah. bad place to start, um, just miserable. left a lot to be desired, yeah. See, now, I'm allergic to shellfish. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I if I eat it, my stomach just decides it's time to give up, um, and okay. I will spend the next, like, couple hours in the bathroom. Um, so it's not like a gotcha. severe allergy, but it's like I try to avoid eating it as much as I can just because it'll it'll upset That's, my stomach so much. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I – before I found that out, I loved – like we would do like seafood stuff on um, the Christmas Eve every year like my family would. Mm. And while I miss it, I also understand that I'm not missing like something – as it would be, like, from, like, Maine. Like, if I was from Maine... Maine, right. I would probably be so upset that I couldn't keep eating, like, crab and lobster, <laughs> but... Whatnot, yeah. It, you you guys try your best out here. Um, <laughs> and granted, again, I was eating dining hall seafood, which is yeah. probably just inherently not going to be great. Mm-hmm. But being sort of landlocked in the way that you are definitely has some geographic disadvantages yeah definitely definitely we 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 have we have a lot of limitations on what we can and can't do um and yeah. also if a dog starts barking i apologize there it is my roommate just oh, got home right. and uh his dog is very <laughs> excited <laughs> i can't even hear it so okay, yeah no good. worries i just i wanted to make sure before speaking of yeah sorry what were you saying no speaking of oh yeah i was just saying speaking of the aquatic life in the Midwest. One thing I've been consistently fascinated by is the Great Lakes. Yeah. And just how massive they actually are. Well, they are great, yeah. The Great Lakes yeah. are yeah. just a whole behemoth. <laughs> they are great. One of my one of my favorite tidbits about sort of I guess Midwestern history is that naval battles were fought on the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. That is it, it's one of those things where it's like every time I remember that fact it just boggles my mind. It's really weird to think about, isn't it? That, like, yeah. Chicago at one point might have technically been viewed as a port city. Port city, right. <laughs> and like, there's still British warships on the floor of the Great Lakes, and that's just yeah bizarre. I would love to do... And, like, like I, cannot, I can, you know... I would love to do a diving trip. Oh, like a, like a diving see, expedition? Yeah. yeah, that would... Yeah, that'd be amazing. Yeah, it would be... That'd be something. Um, yeah. It is it is always funny like walking out to the end of the pier in Chicago and then like looking out over the water and realizing that you're just looking at like a smaller ocean. Yeah. As opposed to a lake. Yeah, the Great Lakes are really a, a cool feat of nature. And I think that's another thing the Midwest has, which is pretty cool, is that 
a lot of it's really cool to look at. Like the Midwest is not that ugly of a place. It, it's it's oh, desolate, yeah. but the the non desolate places are really fun to see. Like Funny. yeah, Starve Rock State <laughs> Park in um, which is like a more northern part of Illinois, up t- n- closer to Chicago, but really not that close to Chicago. It's like a um, like an hour and a half drive maybe from here. Um, an hour, hour and a half at best. Uh, it I love Starve Rock. There's like waterfalls, um, cliffs. It's just like a really cool place all around. Huh. Um, and it's one of those things where it's just like you should, if you're if you're in the Midwest, go out and experience the nature while you have it, because it's we really are lucky to have as much nature as we have. Yeah, person. It, it's in my still opinion. definitely like a very, yeah. I was gonna say it's a very green state in a mm-hmm. way that I haven't. Just like living in the East Coast, I have not seen this much green in like a suburban environment in a long time. Yeah, we may be falling apart financially, um, but at least we have something to look but, at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, as I sort of on that topic, another thing that sort of caught me off guard about the Midwest is it's surprisingly liberal in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, like one thing that um, shocked me is so here in Maryland, you can only get liquor at liquor stores. Yeah, that's a it's the same way in like Nashville and Kentucky, not Kentucky in Nashville. <laughs> yeah, I know, yeah. Um, but I was gonna say like I when I first came to campus i spent a, a day or two in chicago first just mm-hmm. to say that i had been there yeah you um, feel like it's part and of the i was pro- in a ga- part of the process yeah, yeah yeah and i was i was in a uh it was like a it was like a not like a 7-eleven but just sort of like a local variant mm-hmm. um and you could buy just beer off the shelf yeah yeah and that is a very that, very normal thing yeah, for like, me. and <laughs> not only could you buy beer you could buy just like individual cans yeah which, yeah, you, you you just cannot do that out here. I forgot that that was a thing in some places. Yeah, I think um, Texas is a similar way where it, it's – they're designated places you can buy alcohol from. But in Illinois, basically if it sells things, it's probably also selling alcohol. Like alcohol, yeah. Um, <laughs> Which is weird because that you then also have liquor stores. And I'm like not sure how there's a market for that when it's so readily available everywhere else. Yeah, it seems like – but. I, so I, I was actually thinking about this the other day, um, was, like, why we still have liquor stores while there is, um, you can just kind of get it at Walmart or Circle K, like, you can, like, get yeah. it at most places. I think it, it's probably, like, the, while the, while you can get it at, like, most, play, like, convenience stores, um, it's, like, the, the, the specialty of liquor stores, like, they have a little more options that are maybe, like, more specific mm-hmm. to some like what some people are looking for um and um like they're more likely to have like bigger bulk stuff than uh, okay. say a, that say sense. a walmart yeah. um but yeah it's for for like people thinking of the midwest as like a farming place there's a lot of um like surprisingly like city type aspects right like there's yeah um there's not a lot of like that 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 farmer mentality of like wake up at six and put on your boots and six get out at there. the crack it's, of dawn and still yeah. like there there is a lot of still like big city components even even in like smaller yeah. areas like Champaign Urbana where U of I is um, which yeah is, it's really cool to see it's just like a fun little yeah it makes it feel a lot more like complete yeah. if you will one of yeah I was gonna say Champaign and Urbana both have very urban areas mm-hmm. um. And th- th- that's, like, when people back 
people back here ask me like one of my what one of my favorite things about campuses is Champaign Urbana really feels like a small town without actually being a small town. Yeah. Which is really nice because you still get that same very cozy welcoming feeling, but there's consistently new things to do and new people to meet. That's so I I the town I am from is very very similar to Champaign Urbana. Um and it's like it, it very much is just uh, it's a small town mentality with a lot more people, which I love to see. Like having that that sense of community is super strong. And I know that on flash, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick pause to say something um, that I think is a little important to say. I know on flashback we try our best not to bring up politics or do anything political. <clears throat> um, and I'm gonna break away from that for just a sec. I went to the um, the protests in in Urbana over the weekend, um, the, the, the protests in support of the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, and just the amount of community and overwhelming sense of love that, that I felt like that was just over, it was just overflowing. Um, and it was like, it, it, it was something that you didn't, I didn't expect to see such a strong turnout in Champaign-Urbana, but it felt like the entire city was there just showing their support, um, and on that's where I'm going to end it, like on that note. But I just I think it's important to to, to mention that, um, Champaign Urbana, like, it's doing things right, you know. It's turning yeah. out good people. It it it, sh- it should be something of them. Yeah, not to. I'm I'm trying to like phrase this very carefully. Wherever I mean, you are, wherever yeah. you're listening to this from. It is it is a it is a time where it is more necessary than ever for us to come together and be yeah. a community. Um and if, if if you really feel like you're going through some stuff, there's people around for you. Um Yeah. There's there's a and if you feel like maybe you don't have a voice in the world right now, find that voice. Whether it be yeah. through some sort of social media or maybe it's it, it's it's hearing someone else with a platform talking about stuff. And this this goes beyond everything that that we like I was talking about earlier. This is just in every sense like find someone with a platform that's speaking out about things you've stand strongly about. If you if you're growing up and things just aren't going well and you're sad and you think that maybe the world won't like maybe maybe things aren't going to get better. Um like I'm going to bring it all back to the same song that started our conversation. Self-destruction is a sensible career choice. If you're thinking <laughs> it won't be this bleak forever, um it, it 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 won't be it won't be this bleak forever um cuz the song uh it, the reason i like the song so much um is just about life falling apart and hoping that it'll get better and i feel like that's kind of the where where everyone's kind of feeling lately in 2020 um it's going to get better um yeah and it, it it'll start by finding what you stand for and standing for it um and stand for things getting better <laughs> <laughs> help those around you stand too because yeah. no one can do it alone yeah it's, it's be find the community form the community get your voices heard make sure that 2020 has a happy ending because we're halfway in and it's it's looking it's looking like it could be this bleak forever <laughs> it really is um, <laughs> certainly feels that way yeah but i think on that sad somber note uh, that's where we're going to call it for today. Um, because it, it feels like that's, 
honestly the the best place to call it at. Yeah. Um, so I, you, that... you set the bar too high. I can't say much more than that. <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you for listening. Um, it's going to get better. The world is not ending. It's just a small, small dark blip in the radar. Yeah. But it's we're... been a rough six months, but we'll get there. Yeah. Blame Twitter. Uh, <laughs> Twitter just <laughs> brings it all. Twitter sort of brings it all to the forefront, makes things seem worse than they actually are. But, yeah. Uh, we'll, yeah. We'll get back. You know, we'll we'll find our way back. Um, I'm Austin Spaulding. I'm Barrett Wynn. And this has been Flashback. Thank you, guys. I'm Barrett Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You came through both times. I, um, I, couldn't, tell, I couldn't tell if it registered. Anyways, yeah. The, Take the, care, the first time it was a little delayed. But it's all good. Uh, we'll catch you guys next time. Uh, same time, same place. New episodes every Friday at 6 a.m. Um, the next week, there's a very real chance it's our last recording for the summer just due to, due to summer jobs and internships and everyone being scrambled around. Um, so tune in at least next week for one more episode. Um, And thank you again for listening. We'll catch you later.